0: Hi everyone, welcome to Lola's Frugal Life. This is episode number 243. Today we're going to be talking about some frugal cooking tips. So please stick around for a few quick words from our sponsor and we'll get right into the show. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. If there is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist you can start communicating in under 48 hours it's not a crisis line it's not self-help it's professional counseling done securely online there is a broad range of expertise available which may not be available to you locally the service is available for clients worldwide you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lola, that's Better H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Lola's Frugal Life listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Lola. So today I just wanted to talk about some frugal cooking tips. So these are ways that I have found in saving money with cooking Um, just like little things that might help save a little bit here and there that can all add up so of course I can't do a frugal cooking tips episode without mentioning meal planning I'm not gonna go into meal planning um, too much because I I know I I feel like I must have done an episode on meal planning before I don't remember maybe I need to do a separate one specifically on meal planning if I haven't I have to go back and look but I'm sure most of you know I do um, share my weekly meal plan every week so I'm really big into meal planning and I think of course meal planning is by far the number one best tip for frugal cooking Um, just because when you plan what you're going to eat and you purchase for those specific meals you're not only um, you you won't make excess purchases um, but in addition pretty much everything you purchase you're going to wind up making because it's You're you're buying things for specific meals that you already have planned out for the week. So that is really like the number one frugal cooking tip is having your meals planned so that you're purchasing the ingredients for what you actually plan to make. But like I said, I'm not going to go too much into meal planning in this episode, but I may wind up doing another full um, episode specifically on different methods of meal planning. So... Um, one of an, another tip um, for frugal cooking um, besides meal planning is to try to cook simple recipes with ingredients that you mostly have on hand. Um, you know, by cooking simple recipes, you won't need to pick up new ingredients all the time. When you cook with basic ingredients, it makes grocery shopping easier and less expensive, and it saves you time too because I know, when i have a um a, like a recipe that has like some odd ingredient that i'm not familiar with i'm spending time trying to figure out where it is um i don't i'm not familiar with the ingredients so i have no idea if i'm like way overpaying for something because you don't have any like frame of reference so i find that um the more you can cook like simple things that You mostly have like all the seasonings and kind of other ingredients generally on hand, and you're just kind of buying like the other basics, maybe like the meat or potatoes or a vegetable or, you know, just kind of like your basic simple ingredients. Um, That really helps save money with cooking because I know often too when you have like an ingredient that needs to be um, picked up specifically for a recipe. A lot of times you you need to purchase that in a bigger quantity than what's actually needed for the recipe just due to the way that items are sold, whether that be like a fresh ingredient or like a spice or something like that. And then if it's not something that you're going to end up using in other recipes, so often um, those items wind up going to waste after you made the recipe because there's no other use for them and you don't really know what else to do with them to use them up in other meals. So... Trying to stick to simple recipes with kind of similar ingredients really um, makes a big difference. Um, Doing the prep work yourself, that's another huge tip. Um, Whenever you purchase food that has some prep work done prior to you purchasing it, you're paying paying extra for someone to do that work. For example, um, vegetables that are already like cut up Or um, fruits like you ever see those containers of fruits that are already chopped up they are so expensive compared to just buying the regular fruit um, and just cutting it up yourself Um, meat that's like uh, sliced or prepared especially like thin cut chicken breast um, or anything that's kind of been pre-cut up you're gonna pay more and it really does not take that much time once you have the food out and you're cooking dinner anyway it doesn't take that much more time to do the prep Um, so just kind of, you know, see. make sure that you're buying um, foods as kind of um, unprepared as you can, unless it's important to you to, to pay the extra money. That's, Of course, that's fine. Sometimes it's like we know we're just going to be really short on time and we know we're spending extra money for that convenience. But if your focus is more to try and save money, then try and make sure you're doing mo- as much of the prep work yourself That you can and another thing that I found too with um, some of those pre-cut items like especially when you're talking about like fresh fruit um, it definitely seems to go bad faster because it's already kind of cut up so you have to eat it right away so if you're not gonna um, wind up if you are gonna buy one of those pre like prepared like fruits or vegetables um, you need to make sure that you're gonna eat it right away because otherwise not only are you paying more for it but then it could wind up going to waste if you don't use it up um, pretty soon from when you purchased it. Um, You also wanna try not want to. You could also um, consider seeing if you're able to skip or substitute any ingredients um, I like to, like I said, I like to mainly try and cook recipes with simple ingredients that I typically have on hand, but I'm not gonna not make something that I really wanna try just because it might have an ingredient or two that I don't typically use. So, unless a recipe truly needs a very specific ingredient, Um, Or unless it's something that I'm like, okay, I really want to make this special recipe like exactly as it's written because I really want to get this specific taste. You know, if you're just trying to cook a meal and you're not like going for this, uh, you know, cooking award or whatever, you know, you're not trying to do something really great. um, I found that you can often skip ingredients and replace them with something else. Um, but like I said, sp- specific ingredients that you know have a big impact on the recipe. Like, for example, I'm not going to skip tahini and hummus because that's what gives it its unique flavor. Um, but, you know, sometimes you'll have a recipe that calls for, like, a specific seasoning, and I'll just look in my where my spices are and say, okay, this seems similar, and I'll just use that seasoning instead. Um, will the recipe be exactly as it was intended? Um, maybe not, but most likely it's still gonna be a really good meal and you'll save money on not buying extra ingredients that you didn't have um, or that you know you won't use just to make a certain meal. Um, For example, like I've made mac and cheese with a mix of shredded cheddar and shredded mozzarella many times, only because um, I didn't happen to have enough shredded cheddar or I didn't have enough defrosted because maybe I forgot to defrost it and I looked in the fridge and I'm like, oh, well I have a little cheddar and a little mozzarella. All right, this is going in. And um, it really often comes out just as good, at least I know with the macaroni and cheese, it comes out just in, just as good. I used up extra cheese that might have otherwise gone to waste. Um, You know, So just kind of think and be creative with what ingredients you might be able to substitute so that you don't have to purchase more ingredients and then you can also use up things that maybe you wouldn't have used up. I've also made lasagna with bow tie pasta instead of lasagna noodles um, after I had gotten this filling ready for, um, I think it was maybe like a vegetable lasagna or I I forget what I was making but I had got the whole filling ready And then I realized I didn't have the lasagna noodles when I went to go make them. So I saw that I had bow tie pasta. Um, So what I wound up doing is I boiled it up and then I made like a lasagna type casserole where I like mixed the lasagna filling all through like with the bow tie pastas and kind of basted it as a a casserole. So of course I didn't intend to do that. That was just like a quick fix I had to make because I did not know what I was going to do with this lasagna filling that I had already made. Um, But it's just an example of how you can replace an ingredient with something that you might already have, and the meal can still come out really great. So it's just kind of about being a little bit creative um, with things like that so that you're not always going out and buying these specialty ingredients or one-time use items that you might wind up having to throw out half of it because you can't use it in any other meals. Another tip is to use less meat or any other expensive ingredients that might be part of the meal. For example, meals where meat is not like the main dish, I've definitely been able to cut back on how much meat I use um, in those meals and not really have any impact on the meal and nobody really notices. I wind up just having less leftovers to pack away for that certain meal Um, and usually there's enough of everything else to kind of still have leftovers for lunches and things like that anyway Um, because meat is usually the most expensive portion of the meal. But again, if there's any other expensive ingredients in whatever you're cooking, you can consider cutting back on those too. Um, you can often cut like a good portion of the cost and fill it in with other um, other additional sides or whatever that go with the meal so that it's just as filling of a meal. There's just not quite as much meat. So like a lot of meals where I'll do this are things like um, we do like the homemade chipotle night. So I do like chicken and black beans and rice and uh, all like the chipotle type topping. So there's plenty of other things. You don't really need like a ton of meat in the bowl to still feel like you have enough. And I found that when I cut back how much I was making, it really made no difference. Everyone still had plenty um, and it, it really didn't have any impact on the meal. Um another thing is like tacos. Like you don't need like a huge amount of meat on your taco. There's lots of other things you can add to the taco to make it filling. Um, or you know, maybe you're making a meat sauce. Like there any of those kind of meals where meat is kind of just like a portion of it and it's not the main dish. I found that you can definitely cut back. Even if say you normally use um like two packages of something to make a meal and you wind up using those two over the course of say, um, like you stretch those two packages to, to um, I can't think, oh my gosh, my mind just went blank. What I, what I meant to say is if you use two packages per meal and instead maybe use one and a half. So now you could do one and a half and one and a half, so you're buying three for two meals instead of buying four for two meals, you cut out a whole package of meat. So just by kind of thinking of that, you can definitely add up Um, a decent amount of money here and there by cutting back on anything like meat is what comes to mind. I say meat or other expensive ingredients. I couldn't really think of an example of what one of those other expensive ingredients are, but I'm sure that there's something out there. So just kind of keep in mind what's costing the most in each meal that you're making and just consider if you might be able to cut back on that a little bit so you still have it, but maybe you um, replace some of it with something some other um, less expensive portion of the meal. Another tip is to freeze leftovers and make sure to use them. Um, For the most part, we eat our leftovers in my house within a couple of days, so I don't really freeze that many things. But there are certain things that I know, just from experience, will not get eaten up. So if those are items that I know freeze well, I'll make sure to freeze them like right away before they've sat in the fridge too long and they're kind of questionable. I'm like, I don't know, should I freeze it? Should I throw it out? I hate to throw food out. It, it, I really don't like to throw food out. So if there's certain things that I've, I've learned over the course of time, just don't wind up getting eaten as leftovers or at least not enough of if we have too much leftovers. I know just this will never get eaten in enough time. Um, I will make sure that like as soon as we have the meal, I might leave a little bit out for a little bit of leftovers if someone wants it, but then I'll freeze the rest. So like, for example, um, refried beans when I make tacos, um, one of the sides that I make is is, um, canned refried beans, and those actually freeze really well um, because what used to happen is I would open a whole can, heat it up, everyone might have a little bit. It was mostly out for my daughter who doesn't eat meat, so she would kind of have that on her taco instead of the um, taco meat. But then I'd have like half a container um, left over, and then it would sit in the fridge, and then I would wind up throwing it in the garbage. And then next time we were gonna have it, I'd buy another can of refried beans. So, what I did the last time is when we were done eating, I scooped it into a Ziploc bag and I stuck it in my freezer. And then I had a little reminder for next time we had tacos to defrost the refried beans, pulled them out of the freezer, heated it up. It was the perfect amount, they froze perfectly. And so now every time we have that, that's one less can, I will be buying every other meal. Like Instead of buying a can every time we have tacos, I'll only buy one can for every two meals. And it works out perfectly. I'm not throwing it out. So any things that you can think of like that that you know aren't going to get used up and you can... Um, just freeze like another thing. I do this with is um, pulled pork sandwiches and french dip sandwiches Both of those freeze really well. I freeze them in small portions um, as, like I said as soon as we're done eating because usually those those wind up make those recipes Wind up making a lot of food and it's just too much leftovers uh, It's way more than my family's going to eat as like a leftover So, um, I like I said, I'll usually leave out a bit and then I'll put um, the rest in bags like ziploc freezer bags and freeze it in portions that are appropriate to take out for maybe two people to make a sandwich or something like that. And they defrost so quickly, um, you could just make a quick sandwich with it for like a lunch on a weekend, or maybe just to supplement another meal. If you were maybe doing like leftovers of other things, you could add that to it. But um, those are just a couple of examples of some things that I try and freeze immediately so that all of the food gets eaten up. Um, And my last tip is really just to try to plan one or two lower cost meals during the week because there's definitely some meals that can be really inexpensive to to make. So I try to plan at least like one or two of them each week to save money in my overall grocery budget for the week. Um, So just a couple of things that I think of immediately are like breakfast for dinner. That's one of my favorite inexpensive meals, most expensive part of the meal. Um, When we make that, is um, the turkey bacon, but even with that, it's only like, I don't know, a few dollars for like a package of bacon, and um, the eggs and the potato are so inexpensive, and that's like the rest of the meal. It's like when I make breakfast for for dinner, I usually do turkey bacon, and then I do um, like eggs, and then potatoes, peppers, and onions in the air fryer, and all of that's so inexpensive. So even just having that like for one of the nights cuts down on the overall um, weekly spending that we're doing for food. Um, Some other ones that I could think of off the top of my head are like um, crock pot potato soup and grilled cheese. Like that is a super inexpensive meal. Um, Lentil soup and grilled cheese. Um, The homemade chipotle night that I do. I mean, it's like a can of black beans. It's some brown rice. Shredded cheddar, which I usually have in the fridge anyway for another meal. So it's not even like I'm specifically buying it for that. Sour cream I always have on hand. Um, Avocado I always have on hand. So Just like little bits of those other things and making like a bowl like that can be really inexpensive, Um, but there's lots of inexpensive meals. So just kind of looking through like spaghetti is super cheap. Um, Just kind of thinking through any meals that you make that the ingredients don't cost a lot and trying to plan at least maybe one or two of those um, over the course of the week can really help you um, bring your grocery bill down. So those are all the tips that I have for this week. I think the most important really is just about planning and thinking about um, what you're going to be cooking, buying the ingredients that you need for that, and then just kind of being mindful of what are some more expensive things and can you substitute? Um, Can you swap things out and still make the meal work? Um, You know, all those things really do add up. So... Don't forget, you can always email me with any questions or suggestions at lolasfrugallife@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at lolasfrugallife. Um, there's a blog post for this in each episode on my website at lolasfrugallife.com. We have a private listeners group on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash lolasfrugallife. And if you enjoy the show, please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen from. And I would love it if you would screenshot the show and tag me on Instagram so I can see you're listening. That would be really fun. I did actually get a couple of those. um, I think it was about two weeks ago. It was the first time someone actually did that, and it was really exciting. I sent them a nice little thank you message because it was really cool to see that they um, you know, had, had done that. And I, I got the little notification that I was tagged in their story or whatever. So it was really cool. So anyway, if you have time, that would be really fun. And also if you can take a couple of seconds to rate and review the podcast, that would be super helpful to me. That is what helps the show, um, gain new listeners by getting those ratings and reviews. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a really awesome day.